0: Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Welcome to Shortcut the Sunday. Yeah, no one knows the rest of that song. <laughs> Should old <laughs> acquaintance <laughs> be forgot and yeah, and I'm is...
1: Yeah, no, I don't know the song.
0: No, you don't, you're only your phone. You never <laughs> mess or... Welcome to Shortcut the Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for what is it, December 1st? Is that what it is? December, December 1st, 1st, 2019. Happy New Year! Happy Liturgical New Year! Happy Churching! Uh, new year. Uh, happy Year A! Um, and uh, lectionarily speaking, uh, lectionarily speaking, of course, yes. Uh, but uh, but uh, yeah, a new year. We're excited. This is Advent, uh, the beginning of Advent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna have some uh, uh, fun. I, I bet I bet uh, no one knows where the story of Advent is going. So it'll be, <laughs> it'll be a surprise for everyone. <laughs> what will happen at the end of December? <laughs> uh, we are uh, we're coming to you not live from Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. And uh, and uh, like I said, we're, we're at, I had a, had a little bit of fun with that. I apologize. No, I don't. Um, uh, but. Uh, um, it, it is exciting. A, a, yeah. a, a new year. We should feel refreshed and and ready for uh, mm-hmm. ready for the next season. Uh, this is a decidedly very Christian season, in in the uh, the, the secular world and and obviously uh, very uh, very closely tied in the lectionary world yeah. as well. <laughs> um, but uh, but it is uh, it, it is exciting. We have uh, we've made it through another year without killing each other. Thank you. I appreciate. It. Um, who's uh, each other here? <laughs> Oh, I I just mean you and me. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, we have been successful. <laughs> uh, but uh, with that, let me run in. Let me do real quick our uh, uh, stump the priest. Mm-hmm. And this word is a word that kind of delves into something similar as to another word that we've we've uh, talked on the podcast before. So you get to get it wrong twice. You get to get it wrong twice. Uh, Nestorianism. Oh. Oh, I know this one, teacher. I know. Uh... Oh, don't call me teacher.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm just going to say I give
0: up. Okay, so uh, Nestorius. It's based off yeah. of Nestorius, and uh, um, well, let me just read it. Uh, a heretical teaching, which is of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the heresies. Otherwise,
1: it's Christianity, right? <laughs> exactly,
0: a lot of the heresies are, are have some fascinating uh, uh, nuances, though. Mm-hmm. So this uh, teaching understood Christ to be two persons, one human and one divine. It also held that Mary was not the mother of God or uh, Theotokos, Theotokos, yeah, uh, but only the mother of the human half of Him. Uh, it was named for Nestorius, uh, circa three eighty one to four fifty one, who is the who is the Patriarch of Constantinople. Nestorianism was condemned at the Council of Ephesus in 431 under the presidency of St. Cyril of Alexandria. The council upheld Mary's title of Theotokos, acknowledging Jesus Christ to be one and the same divine person. So they they couldn't separate uh, uh, those two. The Chalcedonian uh, Chalcedonian definition subsequently affirmed that Jesus Christ is at once truly God and truly man in two natures, without separation and without division. Uh, So what happened to Nestorius was he was condemned, deposed, and banished to a monastery, and his works were burned by imperial order in 436. Uh, What I also found interesting here was that that although Nestorius clearly opposed the use of Mary's title, Theotokos, so he was not comfortable with her being the mother of both his human nature, his human and uh, godly side, it is debatable how much he actually believed in the condemned heresies of Nestorianism. So so he basically, he has had an ism based on his own thought process of like, I don't really feel comfortable about Mary being the mother of both God and human. And based off of that single thought, were a num- a number of other uh, um, subsequent heresies that were all categorized under him, and it's, we're not entirely sure whether or not he believed them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's kind of one of those things of like, a, you know, the, the the cart rolled downhill. <laughs> we're not entirely sure how long he was on, he was on for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good image. No. <laughs> um, but uh, but but I find that interesting because that 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 particular heresy, as, as it is labeled, mm-hmm. uh, does you know uh, uh create an interesting question uh oh, yeah. especially here in the in, in the Episcopal Church where we're welcome to uh, k- kind of a uh, uh, debate and mm-hmm. ponder such things and it's not uh it, it, you're not going to get burned at the stake right for, we don't for have, considering have, have such custody things. of the brain waves or something exactly <laughs> exactly so it was it is one of those that does it should it does kind of give you pause like oh yeah i i don't know as if i necessarily thought about that mm-hmm. in particular because you know, Christ, was he God? Yes. Was he human? Yes. Uh, was Mary the mother of both those halves? I uh, do oh. How's that work? Had, had not yeah. considered it.
1: There's, uh, just to pull us even further off track, there was, I remember when I was literally a little kid reading in the Los Angeles Times an article about an ancient um, sect of Christianity, heretics. Mm-hmm who did not believe that Jesus died on the cross. And what the LA Times said, it was a sect of the laughing Jesus, because their icons would show the physical Jesus crucified, Mm -hmm. obviously suffering greatly, but then in the same icon, there would be the real Jesus laughing at the Romans as they thought they were killing the Son of God, but they weren't even close. So it it very well might be connected with this heresy, but since I read that when I was like 12 or 13 years old, I don't remember. <laughs> right.
0: Well, it, it, like, like you said, uh, going down that rabbit hole of uh, mm-hmm. you know um, uh, Christ's human side, then yeah, uh, it is. Is uh, was it uh, so much that uh, uh, the Romans actually killed him, or did his God half survive and that's how he that's how he was raised from the dead? How do you kill a god? I, mm-hmm. I, yeah, it turns into a science fiction movie pretty quickly. <laughs> yes, it does. It does. Uh, but but uh,
1: to but, be clear. We do think that Jesus, we as Episcopalians, Jesus was fully human, fully divine, uh, died on the cross, and really didn't reveal his full divinity until that until his resurrection. Gotcha.
0: How does the what does what the uh, uh, Episcopal Church official stance on theoticos then?
1: Oh, that's much more mushy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, it's it's a fun to play in the mud.
0: I gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um,
1: yeah, it's it's not a key doctrine or anything. Sure. So there are many Episcopalians who would say, "Of course, I believe that." And others that would go, "Of course, I don't believe that." Right. And we'd both be
0: at the same coffee hour after church. Right. Right. And that is that. It that is okay. That's yeah. A, yeah. And one of the other reasons why it's it's fun to point these out is 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 to find that common ground of like, hey, it's okay to, to question yeah. this. It's okay to. Uh, in many of these circumstances uh, think uh, think one way or the other, and it's still part of the you know the episcopal tradition, right? Uh, but very much a uh, 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 part of the episcopal tr- tradition is questioning, considering, mm-hmm. discerning, praying over. So yeah, um, lots of talking. Uh, a single right answer is rarely found, uh, right? In, in in many circumstances, There's almost always. And on the other hand, <laughs> right? It's absolutely this, <laughs> Except- but maybe. <laughs> Maybe, just maybe it might be something else. Um, So let's let's jump into the readings. We are going to be doing Isaiah chapter 2, verse 1 through 5. And that reads this way. The word that Isaiah, son of Amoz, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be raised above the hills. All the nations shall stream to it. Many peoples shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations, and shall arbitrate for many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. So now Isaiah, one of the major prophets, right. uh, and as we have discussed uh, before, written what we believe to be by three distinct writers. Right. Uh, I'm assuming by this being chapter 2, the first writer is not attributed to just chapter 1, so this is the first writer. Right. Um, and uh, um, this has...
1: Oh, go ahead and and, and written roughly uh, around 700 before the
0: birth of Christ. Okay, okay, around 700. At this point in time for Isaiah, the Israelites are conquered, unconquered uh, nation, old, broken nation, ah! as the temple built <laughs> or uh, destroyed. <laughs> Where are we at, uh, on our on our history lesson here? The,
1: uh, <laughs> it really is sad when you think it, about it, it that really way. Is.
0: <laughs> but, well, in a way, it's sad, but it, it, in the other way, it, it feeds into the, 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 the overarching narrative of like, this is very cyclical. Yeah. You yeah. know, bad things will happen, and then good things will come, and then bad things will happen, and then good things will come. And it's never really a sign of end time. It's not necessarily a sign of end times. Right. It's just the ebb and flow of life. Yeah, yeah.
1: And it's it's written before um, the, the conquering of Israel by Babylonia, mm-hmm. and so they've seen, like you were just saying, they've seen Jerusalem destroyed a couple times, at least, that we know of, and so this chapter is in part about the Jerusalem once again um, rising up
0: as mm-hmm. a center of the world. Gotcha. So this is, it, it is prophetic in nature, uh, yeah. th- this particular passage, uh, not, not, Isaiah has lots of prophecies, yeah. but uh, uh, not the entire book. Yeah, some uh, of it's is. more describing current <clears throat> conditions. Right. Yeah. Uh, so this is one of the uh, the prophecy passages. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, it is, as you pointed out, um, the mountain uh, of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains. um, um there, there's a lot of uh, mountain-related verbiage uh, when it comes to uh, talking about the kingdom of God and the mm-hmm. nation of Israel. Uh, and, and, is that just simply born from the concept that um, it seems like in a lot of cultures the, the, the mountains hold deities because of how tall they are, how vast they 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 appear, the how small does. they make you feel. Yeah. Um, And and also journeying uh, anywhere up the mountain is is it often kind of like that has that pilgrimage feel Yeah, is is that is that just
1: that's part of it and I think at least an equal part is the the land of Israel is very hilly and mountainous Mm -hmm. that There's there's not a lot of flat space but Jerusalem in particular is in the midst of significant mountains Mm -hmm. and so the whole uh, journey to Jerusalem was physically difficult. Right. Um, okay. it was a a l- number of the Psalms are called Songs of Ascent or Psalms of Ascent because they were what the pilgrims would sing as they were walking up these steep hills to get to Jerusalem.
0: Were there no, I mean, there, there's uh, pre Uber. Pro- <laughs> there's, there's processionals and recessionals where there are any of the Psalms, the psalms of descent. Do you sing while you're going down? Thank God that's done. <laughs> I got great souvenirs.
1: <laughs> no? None of those? None that have been described that way, at least not yet. That's
0: interesting. That's, okay. All right. You missed out there, Psalms.
1: I was going to say, maybe maybe if we take another look. Yeah, one more. <laughs> one more. Time. One more time. Go through the Psalms.
0: Um, I, I do have uh questions about i am confused as to some of the verbiage that is used here in in verse 4 um just in that like i'm struggling to figure out what their uh if if the 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 whole point of they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks is that just uh tied to that they're not going to they're not going to be warring anymore they're going to be peaceful yeah. and so they're going to have no need for swords and i was just kind of uh not entirely sure if there was like uh, some significance to being beaten into plowshares or like,
1: well, it's that great hope of humanity that we won't have to put our resources towards instruments of physical instruments of violence, but instead can put them towards uh, tools of nurturance of being able to plant crops and therefore feed the hungry and um, as well as those, uh, those people close to us. So it's, in many ways, quite trans, uh, a really transformative image for people of that era where you really could take a tool of war and physically transform it into a tool of agriculture. Right. Uh,
0: so it's 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 a... Sadly, it could always be transformed back.
1: Yeah. Um, and today, that I think it's a kind of distant image
0: mm-hmm. as
1: we get further and further away from working in the land ourselves without machinery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I prune my flower bed or whatever with a hoe, I can say, oh, yeah, that's um, a wonderful hand tool Mm -hmm. that, yeah, I could see at some point could have been an instrument of destruction uh, towards another human being. But, you know, that's a bit of a stretch. So it's supposed to be a very hitch-in-the-gut image of what it feels like to begin to experience true peace. You're literally just... disarming the military and transforming the soldiers into farmers. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Now, one last question on this. So this is a relative era of when this is written, they hadn't been conquered by the Babylonians. Were they still very much at war, though? Then? Yeah, there were
1: still okay. all sorts of conflicts going on. And so, yeah, this wasn't a, and I think we're almost there, prophecy. It's instead of, uh, down the road. Uh, one, prophecy of hope. That yeah. Hang in there. One day. One, one day, day this yeah. will,
0: you know, that light will shine and yeah. clouds will finally part. Yeah,
1: and, the you know, Assyrians will finally stop beating you up. And Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and it does also kind of include that language of, uh, that, that hints that uh, not only are we going to lay down our our our, uh, our weapons, but it'll be because we've won. Uh, you know that our 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 mountain will be the highest. Uh, all the nations shall stream to it as well. Like we'll 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 end up being the victors. Though it's
1: how should I put it? If in this case, if you're the victor, you also now are taking on a massive responsibility mm-hmm. in a way that that most people would not want, because you now will be the arbitrator of justice. Mm -hmm. and the maintainer of peace. And so it, I think fairly quickly on, I can't say this for sure, but certainly within the Christian era, was um, transformed more into a metaphor Mm. of, maybe not a metaphor, that may not be the right term, but anyway, that refers to God rather than to uh, the government located in Jerusalem. Gotcha. That the, the significance of Jerusalem in this passage is much more, about the divine footstool of God than what the government, the uh, king and such would
0: accomplish in Jerusalem. Gotcha. Okay. Well, let's move on to Romans. Okey-dokey. Chapter 13, verse 11 through 14. Besides this, you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone. The day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not reveling in and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness. I can't read today. Not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. So the Book of Romans, a Pauline letter. Yep. Uh to it's nice Ro- Bill to say that. Yeah. yeah. Definitely Pauline. Definitely Paul. Uh, uh written to uh the Roman Empire or to a specific Roman country or portion of the country or or I don't think we know. Okay. Okay. Um and um What, what, uh, out of curiosity, what's it? This might be more of a matter, a full matter of opinion, but, uh, the the Romans, uh, while we're, we're currently in this position, like where Paul is trying to make this message appealable to all, uh, the Romans were probably the less likely group of people who are going to necessarily accept it early on just because it was coming from a group of people that they, were That's what, governing over and would have seen as lesser than them.
1: I can see why one might think that. Okay,
0: I was just trying to figure out like what's what's Paul's real real goal. Is it still inclusiveness? Is it still yep. that message of this is this message is for you whether you want it or not? <laughs> well, of course, because it's
1: Paul. But also, there's a the dimension of that we need to remember that that particularly within. What we now call Italy, that the heart of the Roman Empire, mm-hmm. there was as almost as much economic disparity as there was in what we now call Israel. Mm. That there were very poor, there were the exploited, mm. there were people who were indentured servants, and
0: so those folks were very ripe for the good news of the gospel. Interesting. So, so the the Roman Empire at this at this point was probably in one of its more weaker moments because. No, it, it, no. Okay. I was gonna say because if, if, if uh, economic uh, uh, Issues are not beneficial throughout the land and if everybody's kind of in the in the same boat of uh, economic hardship that could that, it, it, right. The Roman Empire would have to rule a little bit more tightly through military force and governance and that kind of thing
1: Well, I guess you know, I, it, it all depends what you think of In terms of time, mm-hmm. it's still a good it's still more than 200 years before the Roman Empire will begin to seriously dissolve. Mm. So that's why that's why I'm saying, no, it's still strong. But there are others who would say, no, they're on the downhill. Gotcha. Uh, for the for the very reasons you mentioned. Okay. The, the wealthy are building their grand palaces and baths and temples and memorials to themselves, while the uh, middle class is increasingly being impoverished, mm-hmm. and the impoverished are sinking
0: even lower. Mm. And so this is a this kind of plays into that then as a, as mm-hmm. kind of the message of hope. Now's the time to wake up. Yeah, uh, no more living in the darkness. It's time to live in the day. Um, live honorably, and all this uh, excess wealth that you do get, a, you do see, but right. are not a part of. Paraded
1: down the street, reveling,
0: drunkenness, debauchery, licentiousness, quarreling, and jealousy. Um, the time is no longer for these these right. things, and and these people, <laughs> the 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 the. Uh, the the reign of these people needs to go. (laughs) Well, it
1: will go. I mean, it doesn't just need to, but it's on its way out. Gotcha. Um, And and just one thing to maybe make this, I don't know, I think it's a slightly different connotation that um, the first verse we have here, verse 11, you know what time it is. Uh, The more literal translation is what moment it is. Okay. So Paul's not talking about what's, this decade like, Mm -hmm. or what is this era like, or even what is this month like? What is this moment right now? Gotcha. So it's very much a be in the present, uh, which which all good theologians talk about. It's only in the present that you discover and experience the living God. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I think it's unfortunate that so many translations use time here. Right, because it kind of... It, it shifts the meaning, and I'm yeah, sure... but
0: puts you in a different mindset.
1: Yeah, and I know it was translated this way, so it ties in with the apocalyptic writings of the New new and Old Testament, for that matter, mm-hmm. of the end of times. Right. But that's not Paul's concern here.
0: Yeah, Paul is... He, he doesn't seem as though he's very preoccupied with that prophetic aspect of...
1: Yeah, wasn't a John time. the
0: Baptist type. Yeah, he was very much a uh, living in the moment here and Practical. now. What can we do for each other? And and uh, and, and as we've discussed before on some of the on, on previous podcasts, with some of these Pauline letters are very much trying to remind people like stop, stop worrying about that. Part. Yeah, uh, it's, it's 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 you know you're not going to know when the end of time is, and mm-hmm. right now it's probably not. It's probably not now. So you need to start living in the moment of today and. How are you treating each other? And
1: Well, and especially to Christians in Rome, where they are at the, the heart of power, of secular power, they are more likely to uh, be very quickly gathered up and executed if they were mm. found to be followers of Christ. And so it's almost like, uh, you know, sure, you're worrying about when the world will end, but for you... You really ought to think about tomorrow because right, right. <laughs> that's when you're going to be gathered up and thrown into the light. Right.
0: It's the end of the world for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's no time like now. Right. Um, so now's the moment. Right. Yeah, it does. Uh, um, it, it's kind of strange in that uh, um, with prophetic, uh, um, with prophecies about the end of the world, one of the first things you need to combat, co- combat is apathy. Yeah. Yeah. Like if if you had moments left, like uh Part Why why do you not worry about you know, why do you not worry about what it is you're currently doing at that moment?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and if in literature and movies and music, often when people are considering the end of the world, they um think, "Well, let's live it up." Mhm. Um and Paul's saying, no, now's the time to be the very best person you can be. And mm-hmm. he's not saying it in order so you get into heaven, but instead so you can have the most meaningful life you can because right. licentiousness and all that will just leave you with heartburn and a headache.
0: Yeah, it, it really does. And and maybe this is is just something that has been lost uh, somewhat over time because just culturally we haven't focused on it as much as they did in the past. But um during moments of time during the Old Testament and even through the New Testament, the concept of of legacy mm-hmm. of of you know your descendants like uh, kind of penning your uh, um, uh, your spot in history was a lot more prominent, right. a lot more important. Um, and so maybe it's just one of those things that we've lo- we we've, uh, started to lose over time. Of like, ah, no, it's really more yeah. about the. He- you know, it's more more about uh, uh, not about how I how how the the end of my story is written. It's like yeah, it's already done, right? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna play
1: with my toys <laughs> well, yep, until yep. I drop.
0: Yep, exactly. <laughs> Which is not good. <laughs> no, no. So uh, maybe maybe a little hearkening back to the old old mindset wouldn't do us uh, 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 too much harm yeah. of of considering legacy and yeah. and how we want our our our, our end to read mm-hmm um well let's move on to matthew okay we're done with luke yes
1: for <laughs> the year of luke at, at least until christmas least until and christmas. then we, we get a little bit of luke for a couple weeks but in that this year will be the uh, lectionary year a is focused on the gospel of matthew
0: yeah i kind of feel I, I don't know why but i kind of feel bad about that like i i really have grown to yeah. over the course of the last year especially doing this with you it, 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 luke lucas uh, secured a special place. I'm yeah. now skeptical of this man, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have to say that's so great? <laughs> yeah, when my, I guess I'll spend year A learning. <laughs>
1: what, what I've come to realize about myself is that after about a month or so of a liturgical year, if anyone asks, I'll say, oh, this is my favorite gospel.
0: But, but, but at the beginning, like, you're like, Meh. yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, at the beginning, it will be whatever the last liturgical year was. So I, I'm walking in the same footsteps as you, skeptic. Matthew has to win me back yet again. That's right. That's right. As, as he has many times through the
0: decades yikes, yep. that I've been ordained. Uh, so Matthew, we're going to start in uh, chapter 24, verse 36 through 44. Then two will be in the field, one will be taken, and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together, one will be taken, and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on, your, on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Now, the language here, I think, uh, um, reminds the modern listener or modern reader a little bit of Revelations. Uh, Yeah. A revelation, sorry. Thank you, very good. Correction. Uh, With the concept of, Two being in the field, one will be taken the one will be left. But that's, uh, realistically, this book was written well before that. So this actually is is not yeah. referring to any Revelation writings. No, if anything, Revelation is referring to Matthew. Right, right. But as we're talking here, this is the coming of the Son of Man, not the second coming of the Son of Man.
1: That's part of the fun.
0: So this is, this is more talking about... Um, um, who, who's, whose quote is this? Is this, uh, this is uh, Jesus himself uh, uh, yeah. saying this? Yeah. Okay. So this is almost, in a way, a little tongue-in-cheek because he's. I, I'm talking about myself. I don't mm-hmm. know if anyone's paying attention. I don't know if anyone's listening. <laughs> but <laughs> you're supposed to be ready just in case the Son of Man comes to you at an unexpected hour and maybe says these things to your face. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but uh, um, I'm also struck, though, by uh, what was it—the uh, the story about Noah? Um, they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them away. But in a way, when I mean, you read the story of Noah, the the there, there's the whole point was Noah's part of it was he was telling people, yeah. So it wasn't. I mean. I guess the rest of the world didn't know anything, but the people around Noah uh, sure did. Or they had
1: access to the information. They had access to it. They chose not to read the document. They ignored
0: the signs. They Um, They didn't read that email. Right. So I find it interesting because I, I feel like, I can't put my finger on it somewhere, but I feel like somewhere in some of the gospel writings, they do talk about the signs of the coming of the Son of Man. Yeah. And in this case, Jesus is saying, no one's going to know. Uh, uh, it's just it, the, the time will be upon you. And, and so um, don't try to, it, the, the point is not trying to figure out when that is, but the, yeah. po- the point is, is uh, putting yourself in, in the right mindset and living the right life uh, uh, regardless of whether it's the the, the, the time of mm-hmm. the coming of the Son of Man or not,
1: yeah, it's very much in conversation and agreement with the lesson we just had from Paul. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the moment,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: make it the most meaningful and faithful moment you can. Right, and you might get another moment, but you might not.
0: Right, right, right. Um, who is he saying this to at this point? Is this is this one of those uh, disciples? Is he is he? Uh, is this another instance where the disciples uh, everything goes over their head, and then they argue about who should be the uh, the who will be his right hand in the the coming of his kingdom? <laughs>
1: yeah, he's telling it to the disciples. Okay, yeah, you know,
0: they're they're a pretty dense group sometimes. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, sort
1: of in the hierarchy Bless of the gospels, hearts. Mark has the densest the gospel. Of Mark has the densest disciples. Mm-hmm. Matthew is pretty close, though.
0: Yeah, 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 and he well, goes, they're supposed to be the, the the figures through which we learn from yeah, their mistakes. Yeah, so right, it could so just that be makes, more
1: or less a literary concept. Yeah, I get it. yeah. Um, but the other the other dynamic that's interesting, just as a, a general about Matthew, doesn't occur that much in these particular verses, is that Matthew has a similar writing style as a lot of the Hebrew scriptures in that. The gospel writer avoids basically saying God. Mm. That within Judaism, uh, there was, and within certain parts of Judaism to this day, there is a reluctance, if not outright prohibition, about saying the name of God. Mm. It is so holy, and it's to help us able to remember over and over that God is God and we're not mm-hmm. so we don't get to call God Ben or Bruce or something so Matthew has a similar literary construct which can sound which can turn confusing because he uses what are called circumlocutions where he talks around something mm-hmm. like he often uses the term son of man or something like that where you can't be at times, be completely sure if he's is he referring to Jesus, is he referring to God, is he referring to a prophet, uh-huh. um, because he is being purposely not explicit about God's holy name.
0: Hmm. Um, now, lectionarily, mm-hmm. why this verse? Oh, To okay. kick off year A, why? Good I question. Mean, I mean, it... We were we we would choose some from the Book of Matthew just because that's the you know that's the gospel mm-hmm. or yeah uh, the, the the I wouldn't say certified gospel of year A but it's the chosen uh, gospel either uh, one actually works yeah. <laughs> is it certified uh, but yeah I, um, so I mean it's to be expected that it comes from Matthew but why why this one why this part
1: for centuries the season of Advent the season leading towards Christmas has been the season in which the end of the world is pondered. Mm. And they're probably the reason for that is that in the pagan religions at the time of Christianity's formation had all sorts of cultic practices about the days growing shorter and shorter and having to, to be a little bit disrespectful, appease the gods so that the sun will start to come back. Mm. And, that, and so there is an underlying almost um, walk into the haunted house and scare myself dynamic of the days are growing shorter and we don't know if they ever grow, will grow longer again. Hmm. This may be the end of the world. So Christianity said, OK, if this is what you guys are going to be talking about anyway. Here's Here are a set of scriptures and prayers to help you talk about it in a faithful way. So the end of the world passages were gathered for the um, Sundays of Advent Mm. and uh, therefore gave um, a good theological set of meditations for people walking through a a secular society that was talking all over the place about the end of the world and um, needing to worship the sun king more faithfully so that the sun will produce longer days and that sort of thing. Um, then I guess
0: that bears a second question or a follow-up question then why would uh, why would the pondering of the end of life death? Uh, uh, the the end of the season not be the end of the season. Why is it? Why, why do we make a? Cut that this is the beginning of the new season instead of like the why, why wouldn't this be, be the cap on? Oh,
1: I see the what old on the old I Speak for I, all I, of time. <laughs> this one I'm pulling out deep memory, so it could be completely inaccurate. Um, I
0: we believe, don't have those on this podcast. Never. Ever.
1: I believe it was when the Roman calendar switched. Mm. that, And so it was um, walking with the Roman calendar. Gotcha. Of um, when a, an, a year ended and a year began. So it was more
0: like a... a because we're choosing to do, uh, um, because we're going to choose to study things that are already kind of like tie into more of the pagan cultures and already yeah. going to be part of the the, the social uh, um, dialogue, anyways. And it's their new year; and it just became part of our new
1: year. Yeah, we'll make we'll make the new year meaningful in the way that that really is meaningful, sure. rather than all that made up stuff that you see taking place down the street at the big Roman temple to Jupiter.
0: Right. Well, I suppose uh, the, or was it the Saturn? ponderance of the of the end of, of the world um, ending, that, that portion of the season ending with, you know, the birth of uh, of, of Christ and kind of a, a, the renewal uh, then does kind of create a, its own bookend within yeah. within that season. So Yeah, it's like,
1: what, you know, why does Christ matter? Well, all these things we've been talking about for these mm-hmm. prior weeks. All right.
0: Uh, anything more about this uh, about this uh, passage from Matthew? Um,
1: um, it's we'll read As I say so up. many times, it's it's worth spending a little time reading the verses before and after. Because mm-hmm. it's one image after another about the end of time, be ready, but don't worry. Right. Because yeah. no one knows except God when it's going to happen.
0: That's very true. Yeah. Except for those of us who are heading out to... Uh, the desert in New Mexico later on this year. <laughs> Got our for... white bed sheets and <laughs> tinfoil hats. Okay. And <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. No, nothing to be disparaging about that, but probably not. It's, it's Folks, it's probably not that one. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think it's a good one to be disparaging of.
0: <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, very good. Uh, well, with that, uh, I think we'll put the our, our own bookend on the first uh, Sunday of Advent. Uh, this was... Uh, your podcast for December first, uh, twenty nineteen, the beginning of year A. Uh, we encourage you to uh, to join us and worship uh, at, here at Holy Family at eight and ten. Uh, we've got uh, we've got uh, uh, I don't know what it is, but I'm sure we've got uh, uh, good uh, adult discussions, adult forum discussions oh, at yeah. nine o'clock. Uh, we yeah, just we're going to be uh,
1: talking about the uh, the Christmas gospel stories.
0: Yep. Oh, okay. And we have a neat video
1: series. Um, from, uh, I believe it's uh, from Dr. Levine, I think it's Amy Jo Levine. Mm-hmm. And they're really well done. You'll learn a lot about uh, the Christmas stories, and we have so little time to think about them that. I really recommend doing this. Yeah, very good. Yeah, Nine a.m. on each Sunday through December, basically. Right.
0: So that way, uh, if you're an eight, if you prefer the uh, the eight o'clock service, you can uh, uh, attend afterwards. If mm-hmm. you prefer the ten o'clock service, you can uh, come beforehand. Yeah. Uh, and we have uh, coffee,
1: or bring your own Starbucks, whatever you want to do.
0: That's right. Or bring us some Starbucks. I mean, <laughs> sure. I, always that's, welcome. That's always welcome. <laughs> Nothing against our coffee here, but it's no Starbucks. What is? Sadly. No, yeah, exactly?
1: exactly. <laughs> or the well. To name another coffee shop nearby,
0: <laughs> I was going to say this there. podcast should be brought to you by <laughs> Money Please. <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, we uh, hopefully we look forward to seeing you uh, on Sunday, December first. Yes. Uh, and uh, with that, uh, I'm Ben,
1: and I'm Bruce. Wishing you a blessed Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's right. Or uh, depending on when you listen to this, I uh, uh, hope you had hope you a blessed, had a blessed uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, and uh, we will we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye bye.